0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Social Security employees are told to get ready for in-person visits again this week. Federal employees who lose their parents will now have more support for time off. And the White House fears the costs from climate change will continue to grow and grow. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm Eric White. The Social Security Administration tells its employees to get ready for in-person services. The agency will open its doors to the public on April 7th for both walk-ins and those with appointments. That comes after the agency's employees returned to the office just over a week ago on March 30th. The SSA says it will continue safety requirements like social distancing to prevent the spread of COVID-19. The American Federation of Government Employees tells Federal News Network that the lack of clarity on reopening plans will exacerbate problems with recruitment and retention at SSA. Federal employees who need to take parental bereavement leave now have more support from the Office of Personnel Management. OPM issued guidance to agencies to help implement this type of leave. Most federal employees receive the new benefit under the National Defense Authorization Act of fiscal 2022. OPM is assisting agencies to execute the policy equally across government by offering details on eligibility for the two-week benefit. Parental bereavement leave is separate from all other types of leave from work. The State Department launches a new bureau as part of an effort to elevate its cyber mission. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The State Department is focusing on setting international norms for cybersecurity through its new Bureau of Cyberspace and Digital Policy. The bureau is focused on three policy areas, international cyberspace security, international information and communications policy, and digital freedom. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said the agency would stand up this bureau as part of a broader modernization of the agency last fall. The agency is also developing a cybersecurity strategy that reflects its restructuring. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The FBI gets a new official to lead key data and cybersecurity efforts. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. FBI Director Christopher Wray picked Nathan Taylor to serve as Assistant Director of the Information Technology Applications and Data Division. Taylor most recently served as Deputy Director of the same division. He'll be in charge of meeting the FBI's Applications and Data Services needs as well as defending the agency's cybersecurity infrastructure. The FBI's cyber defenses were dinged in its most recent annual audit, which found weaknesses throughout the agency's information security program. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Agencies are raising awareness about risks to the country's technology supply chain. April is National Supply Chain Integrity Month. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency says companies and agencies should be up to speed on supply chain management practices. A February report found numerous risks to the global information and communications technology supply chain. Officials say counterfeit electronics, software hacks, and other risks can disrupt the operations of both government agencies and critical infrastructure. About 59,000 businesses are now considered small under updated size standards from the Small Business Administration. SBA completed its second five-year review effort as required under the Small Business Jobs Act. The four new rules, released March 30th, will increase revenues-based small business size standards in 16 North American industrial classification system sectors. In all, SBA received more than 1,100 comments during the proposed rule stage of the four rules. As a result, it will increase 229 size standards across 16 sectors. The number of IT working capital funds across the government is slowly growing. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The Treasury Department is the fifth agency to receive approval from Congress to bank extra money and use it for IT modernization priorities. Treasury received permission from lawmakers in 2022 to create an IT working capital fund. The 2017 Modernizing Government Technology Act authorized the creation of these savings accounts, but few agencies have received approval from appropriators. Treasury now joins the SBA, OPM, the Labor Department, and the U.S. Agency for International Development as the only agencies to use IT working capital funds under the MGT Act. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Office of Special Counsel is filing a complaint against the Army for retaliating against a whistleblower. Dr. Patricia Dillon brought up concerns about laboratory inspections where dangerous toxins were being handled at Fort Detrick. The complaint says the Army reassigned Dylan, investigated her, and proposed firing her from her job for bringing up those issues. The Space Force is considering a handful of candidates to host its Space Training and Readiness Command Headquarters. Here's Federal News Network Scott Masioni with more. The Department of the Air Force says all of the bases under Space Force jurisdiction are under consideration for Space Training and Readiness Command Headquarters. That amounts to six installations, including Peterson Space Force Base in Colorado and Vandenberg Space Force Base in California. STARCOM is one of the three Space Force field commands and is responsible for the education and training of space professionals and the development of space warfighting doctrine. Site surveys will begin in the next month. Scott Masioni. Federal News Network. And the Biden administration expects climate change's toll on the federal government will become more expensive over time. New assessments that are part of the administration's fiscal 2023 budget request shows the federal government could spend up to $128 billion a year to mitigate some of the effects of climate change by the end of the century. This spending includes flood insurance, crop insurance, wildfire suppression, and flooding at federal facilities. The administration projects as many as 12,000 federal buildings could be flooded under this time frame, with a total replacement cost of more than $43 billion. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.